You're listening to episode 145 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a podcasting coach, lifestyle entrepreneur, and a Canadian with a sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using stories to connect with and positively impact others. Here on the Room to Grow podcast, we're going deep into big topics like relationships, mental health, business, confidence, lifestyle, personal development, and entrepreneurship, and being open, honest, and real about how to learn from tough lessons along the way when life throws you into the unexpected. I bring you thoughts and guests with stories that will change the way you look at the world and yourself so that we can learn from each other and grow with lots of self-love and compassion every step of the way. There's always more room to grow. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey there, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. Emily here and today's episode has been very highly requested. <laughs> very highly requested, both in the online space and from uh, friends and acquaintances in real life. And that is that closure is an inside job and how to get closure more specifically. And I'm saying that closure is an inside job. I've just been hearing this come up so much from so many different people in my life and it has certainly come up for me often, especially this year. Uh, you can go back and reference episode 117 about the nine year affair and the infidelity that was going on in my relationship. Hope you guys aren't tired of hearing that sentence yet. It just feels like so many of these episodes, I can pull so many lessons that I learned from that experience and continue to learn from the aftermath of that experience that I can help help you to relate a little bit more, hopefully. Like even, even if your situation is completely different, there's so many different uh, lessons that we can all learn from each other and little threads that we can apply to individual things that are going on in our own lives. So the thing is about closure is that when that situation happened and my life came crashing down around me, completely burned to the ground, I actually recognized fairly early on that there was no way to ever get closure or anything else that would satisfy my heartbreak from the person who broke my heart. And this is where a lot of us struggle because there, there's going to be closure, different, different types of situations where we need closure. And it's not always going to be a romantic relationship, but just for this particular context for the, for a minute, bear with me because I'm going to use it in, in the context of romantic relationships. And I do find that that tends to be where people struggle the most and have, have the most issues finding closure. So in the midst of that heartbreak, even though I, was really struggling with not only wanting closure from him, I also wanted comfort because he was the person I'd gone to simply for, for comfort for almost a decade. And when I ended things, it was because I didn't want to and wasn't capable of being with him long any longer. But that didn't simultaneously end wanting comfort from him because that was all I knew at the time. And we sometimes look to the people who hurt us to soothe us. And when you put it that way, it doesn't actually make much sense, but the heart wants what the heart wants. So instead, we need to re-examine how we look for closure because we constantly look outside of ourselves to get it. Episode 138 uh, is a good one to reference here. It's called The Weight of Expectations and Attaching to Outcomes. I'll, I'll reference all of these episodes that I'm going to mention uh, in the show notes. And yet when we're looking outside of ourselves for closure, we'll never be satisfied because we write stories in our heads of how certain conversations will go, that the questions we would demand answers to, the anger or the rage that we would want to let loose on the person or the people who caused us pain. 
We want to understand what went wrong, what we could have done differently, or what we did to drive someone away. But here's the real question. Does it fucking matter? And is it going to actually make you feel any better? I've, I've mentioned before, um, again, and I'll reference these episodes in the, the uh, episode 126, Forgiveness Isn't Found, It's Earned. And I mentioned in that episode that I was in a very unique position with my former partner because even after we broke up, we were still working very closely together for a few months to, to get our house ready for sale and all those things. And he was actually very willing to have lengthy discussions with me most of the time. And he would try to offer explanations for his behavior to the best of his somewhat limited ability. He would even regularly tell me that none of what happened was my fault, that, that they were his decisions, that I was an incredible partner to him, that his behavior and choices had had nothing to do with me from day one and everything to do with him. And trust me, I recognize how fucking privileged I am because that gave me insight in, into him and into the situation in general that some people take much longer to be able to see for themselves. That's such a gift that I was able to, to have that experience that so many people look for and most people never get. But the thing is, those conversations with him, it, they, his answers never provided me a single ounce of closure. I was never satisfied with the answers. I was never going to be satisfied with the answers. And often our conversations ended up with me feeling worse than ever. But it's specifically because of those realizations that made me figure out extremely quickly that I was never going to heal or find closure from him or within the confines of our relationship. Even though the definition of our relationship had changed at that point, I was never going to be able to find closure from him. And when things go wrong or they don't go as planned or relationships fall apart unexpectedly, we look to outside people or sources to give us that closure that we so desperately crave. We think that we need it to move on. And to some degree, that is absolutely true. But sometimes we also have to start moving on in order to create the closure. I actually looked up where the terminology around closure that we so often refer to uh, sort of originated from. And the quote, the need for closure, end quote, was actually coined by social psychologist Ari Kruglonsky in the 1990s. And he did a huge amount of, of research about it and it had never really been seen quite that way before. Um, and, and the thing is, is that some people require more closure than others too. I would never want to tell you like, like you should just get over it already because that shit is so unhelpful and honestly, it can be downright cruel at times. Everyone is different. Everyone is unique. Everyone is an individual and everyone is going to have their own process that they have to go through. I've also said before, again, to people in, in real life, like dear friends of mine in real life, and um, I believe on this podcast before as well, that it's also not about the length of time of, of a relationship or whatever situation it is that you need closure from. It's not about the length of time that it was going on that will determine how long it takes you to get the closure. One really has nothing to do with the other. It's all about how you handle it and what you do with it too. Because here's the thing, time doesn't heal all wounds. Time certainly helps, but it's more about what you do with that time and the steps you take to heal, not just passively allowing time to pass and hoping that you'll wake up one day and magically be over it. And let me tell you, I've seen it before. 
we've all seen, we, we all know someone in our life that is like this, that if you never gain closure for years, generally that person ends up very bitter and not just about that situation, but it seeps into like every aspect of one's life. And this is why so many people still feel empty and angry and bitter and resentful, even after long periods of time have passed. So I'm going to give you a few things to help you find closure here. Number one is to accept the circumstances. And hear me out on this because it doesn't mean that you have to fucking like the circumstances. <laughs> it doesn't mean you don't get to kick and scream and cry and be pissed off at how unfair the situation might be. But accepting that this is what has happened is going to be the key because otherwise you're going to end up constantly stuck in the past rather than ever looking ahead. And it's not until you're able to accept things for what they are and look ahead that you'll ever be able to find that closure. Number two is to allow yourself to feel without judgment. You are 100% allowed to feel like shit about things, to be sad or, or angry or upset. It means that you're a human with feelings and that you care about people and situations. And that's a very good thing. Even though it doesn't always feel so good, that is actually a really good thing. So let yourself go through the motions, whatever feelings come up and to grieve too. And trust that one day it isn't going to hurt quite as much as it does right now. Number three is to own your role and to take responsibility for yourself and your own actions. Because getting closure isn't about the blame game on any side, particularly. What it is about is getting clear on the part that we played. What we were accepting that maybe we shouldn't have been. What mistakes did we make? What were we believing or conclusions were we jumping to? This is really going to help you to get to know yourself on a deeper level too, which also always helps when it comes to closure and eventually moving on because the more you know about yourself, the better. One little aside to this, and I always make sure to mention this aside in any of these types of episodes, this is very different in cases of abuse. When it comes to accepting responsibility and, and taking responsibility for yourself, yes, of course, there, there are maybe some choices, but abuse is, is very different. Abuse is a totally different situation. That's not what I'm talking about here. Number four is to forgive. So again, I'm going to reference episode 126 about forgiveness isn't found, it's earned. That episode, I, I can't tell you how many people have reached out to me about that episode and I apparently had some really profound takeaways from it is what I have been told. So I strongly recommend going to check that one out and closure and forgiveness are very closely related too. So that's why I'm referencing it several times here. So no, number four is to forgive, to forgive yourself for the role that you played and your own choices and to forgive the other person or involved parties. If for no other reason than your own sake, because as long as you continue to hold on to the anger about a situation, you're never going to be able to find closure. There are some situations that we just will never understand. And that's usually what we look for when it comes to closure. We think that we have to 100% understand a person's actions or behavior or something that they did to us in order to gain the closure. But there are certain situations and certain people that we will never understand. Because sometimes those other people who maybe have done you wrong or, or parties who've done you wrong, whatever, they don't understand themselves. So how can you ever expect to understand it if they don't even understand it? So if you're waiting for that factor to come into play before you can ever find closure, you might be waiting a very long time. 
So instead, focus on the forgiveness factor and just go forward with the knowledge that the forgiveness and the closure do not equal understanding the situation necessarily. It doesn't mean that you're going to walk away with a complete and full understanding of how that other person behaved. Number five is to work on you. I don't care what the situation is, whether it's a breakup, being fired from a job, losing a friendship, being ghosted, whatever it is, it's an opportunity to double down on yourself. Use it and show yourself what you're fucking made of because you're made of strong stuff and you can absolutely show yourself how far you can go and that is going to just rebuild self-trust and self-confidence and all these amazing things. You'll be too busy doing other shit to be worried about stressing about the closure. (laughs) There will reach a point where one day you might just kind of look back and go, huh, I feel a lot better about that situation. And I'm making it sound a lot easier than it actually is, of course. This is why there's, there's, you know, there's different steps and everyone is going to have an individual process, but this is part of it. Doubling down on you and working on yourself is going to be the most important part. Number six is to plan something you can look forward to as well. Because if you're like me, and you often will get stuck in a cycle of of ruminating about certain situations. Planning something that you can look forward to can help you break that cycle of rumination. Because ruminating is a habit. And in order to break a habit, you need to replace it with a new behavior. So maybe you can plan something that will require some actual planning, and then you can start to replace some of that time that you would normally spend ruminating with planning that cool thing you're going to do instead. It doesn't have to be super expensive. It doesn't have to be over the top, crazy, whatever. It can be looking up a a free local class that you can take. And then diving down the the Pinterest rabbit hole of, of all the things that you can do to support that new activity that you're checking out. You know, it doesn't have to be something crazy and ridiculous. It just has to be something that captures your interest. And it gives you something else to focus on. And giving you a little bonus here. I also mentioned this one in the forgiveness episode, and I think that it it is, again, very important for this one as well. Write a letter. Write a letter that you'll never send and get all the shit out that you want to say by putting pen to paper. There is so much power in that, and we really underestimate it. Like, sometimes it's the simplest things. We're looking, we're out there looking for, like, the quick fix that's going to get us through. And if, sometimes if you just sit down in front of a piece of paper and, and with a pen and let the words come out of you, Don't worry about what anyone's going to think about it because no one else ever has to see it. In fact, I would recommend not letting anyone else see it. But just getting that out is very cathartic and that can help you to start to move towards closure. Because listen, life is going to go on with or without you. And before you think of that as harsh, instead, take a moment to appreciate that as an opportunity because you get to decide what you do with it. I decided to make my former partner having an affair for nine years the best thing to ever happen to me. And it's something I remind myself of regularly because it's a choice. It would be easy to wallow. It would be easy to blame him for anything that goes wrong, that he created circumstances I I wouldn't otherwise have been in or something like that. But instead, I choose to take my power back and create my own circumstances. And not only is that more empowering, but it gives you your power back. It's empowering and it gives you your power back. Because when you don't have closure, you often end up feeling helpless and at the mercy of circumstances. And 
other people's choices that are beyond your own control. So instead, take the steps to reclaim your power and make your own choices. And that's going to put you back in the driver's seat and help you to take massive steps towards closure. So really quickly, just through those, those six, six steps again about how to find closure. Number one is to accept the circumstances, even if you don't like them, just accept them. Number two is to allow yourself to feel, feel whatever you want to feel without judgment. Number three is to own your role and to take responsibility for yourself and your own actions. Number four is to forgive yourself and the other party. Number five is to work on you. Number six is to plan something that you can look forward to. And then the little bonus is to write a letter that you'll never send and really get that out. I hope that this has given you some, some more steps towards closure. Again, I, I really strongly recommend checking out uh, episode 126 about forgiveness as well. Um, very closely tied to closure, but they are still different. Like as much as forgiveness is involved in closure, you can forgive and still end up ruminating over and over and over again and never feel like you actually have closure. So they are two separate things, but they're very closely re related. And I think that you can't, you know, you can't have closure without forgiveness. So you have to do the work for both. So I'll make sure to reference all of those episodes. Um, the other one that uh, would probably offer you a little bit more insight into all of this is actually episode 129 about lie spotting and detecting deception in everyday life too. Uh, there's, there's a lot in there that I think is really powerful and it's not just about you know a partner lying to you or something like that. We're actually lied to you on, on a regular basis by many people and for many different reasons and in many situations. And most of us ultimately are liars. Like all of us lie at one point or another. And those lies can lead to all kinds of situations where we require closure and potentially need to forgive. So that's another one that I would really recommend checking out. I will again, reference all these in the show notes, but I hope that this has given you a, a little bit of, of insight into closure and that you can take some of these steps and use them to take your power back, to empower yourself and to be able to move forward. Because if you're hanging on to the closure, if, sorry, if you're hanging on to the situation without closure for long, long periods of time, you are just going to keep repeating the same cycles, the same habits, the same situations and behaviors over and over and over again until you break that cycle. So, here is to your closure on whatever situation you need, you need it for. And I'll be back on Thursday. We are here every Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. And I'm really looking forward to getting your feedback on this one. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Room to Grow podcast today. I'm so incredibly grateful that you took the time because it means the absolute world to me. For any references in the episode and all show notes, be sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. And if this episode touched your heart, it would mean so much if you would take a quick second to hit subscribe, write a review and share on social media or with someone who really needs to hear today's message. It makes such a difference to keep this podcast going so that I can continue to bring you amazing content and absolutely incredible guests. Be sure to tag me over on Instagram at Emily Goff Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday with brand new episodes, and I am looking forward to growing with you. Bye.